0: Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year following the weekly Torah portions and we also read a portion from the Prophets, the Writings and the Apostles. I am Harriet and I will be your reader today this Sunday the 6th of August or the 19th of Av on the Hebrew calendar. This new week we have a new parasha, and it is called Re'e, and that means see. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Deuteronomy or Dvarim, chapter 11, verse 26, through chapter 12 and verse 10. Now before we start reading the scriptures for today, let's bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation, to his people Israel and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start in Deuteronomy 11. Behold! I set before you today a blessing and a curse, the blessing if you listen to the mitzvot of the Lord your God which I command you today, and the curse if you do not listen to the mitzvot of the Lord your God, but turn away out of the way which I command you today, to go after other gods which you have not known. It shall happen when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you go to possess, that you shall set the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not beyond the Yarden, beyond the way, behind the way of the going down of the sun, in the land of the Canaanites, who dwell in the Arva near Gilgal, beside the oaks of Moreh? For you are to pass over the Yarden to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God gives you, and you shall possess it, and dwell in it. And you shall observe to do all the statutes and the ordinances which are set before you today. These are the statutes and the ordinances which you shall observe to do in the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess all the days that you live on the earth. You shall surely destroy all the places in which the nations that you shall dispossess Serve their gods, on the high mountains, and on the hills, and under every green tree. You shall break down their altars, dash their pillars in pieces, and burn their Asherah poles with fire. You shall cut down the engraved images of their gods. You shall destroy their name out of that place. You shall not do so to the Lord your God, but to the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes. put his name there, you shall seek his habitation, and you shall come there. You shall bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the tithes of your contributions of your hand, your vows, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herd and of your flock there. There you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all that you put your hand to, you and your households, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. You shall not do all the things that we do here today, every man whatever is right in his own eyes, for you have not yet come to rest, and to the inheritance which the Lord your God gives you. But when you go over the Yardin and dwell in the land which the Lord your God causes you to inherit and he gives you rest from all your enemies around you so that you dwell in safety. And that was um, Deuteronomy or Dvarim 11.26 through 12.10 and it ends in the middle of a sentence. So now, on to our readings from the Prophets. We are reading from the Prophets Ezekiel, or Jechaitskel, and today we'll read chapter 40. In the twenty-fifth year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, on the tenth day of the month, in the fourteenth year, after that the city was struck, in the same day, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me there. In the visions of God he brought me into Eretz Israel and set me down on a very high mountain, on which was something like the frame of a city to the south. So he brought me there, and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of bronze with a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed. And he stood in the gate. The man said to me, Son of man, see with your eyes and hear with your ears and set your heart on all that I will show you, for you have been brought here so that I may show them to you. Declare all that you see to the house of Israel. Behold, there was a wall on the outside of the house all around and in the man's hand a measuring reed, six cubits long, of a cubit and a hand width each. So he measured the thickness of the building, one reed, and the height, one reed. Then he came to the gate, which looks toward the east, and went up its steps. He measured the threshold of the gate, one reed wide, and the other threshold, one reed wide. Every lodge was one reed long and one reed wide, and between the lodges were five cubits. The threshold of the gate by the porch of the gate toward the house was one reed. He measured also the porch of the gate toward the house, one reed. Then he measured the porch of the gate, eight cubits, and its posts, two cubits, and the porch of the gate was toward the house. The lodges of the gate eastward were three on this side and three on that side. The three of them were of one measure. The posts had one measure on this side and on that side. He measured the width of the opening of the gate, ten cubits, and the length of the gate, thirteen cubits, and a border before the lodges, one cubit on this side and a border, one cubit on that side and the lodges, six cubits on this side and six cubits on that side. He measured the gate from the roof of the one lodge to the roof of the other, a width of 25 cubits, door against door. He also made posts, 60 cubits, and the court reached to the posts around the gate. From the forefront of the gate at the entrance to the forefront of the inner porch of the gate were fifty cubits. There were closed windows to the lodges and to their posts within the gate all around, and likewise to the arches. Windows were around inward, and on each post were palm trees. Then he brought me into the outer court. Behold, there were rooms and a pavement made for the court all around. Thirty rooms were on the pavement. The pavement was by the side of the gates, corresponding to the length of the gates, even the lower pavement. Then he measured the width from the forefront of the lower gate to the forefront of the inner court outside, one hundred cubits, both on the east and on the north. He measured the length and width of the gate of the outer court, which faces toward the north. The lodges of it were three on this side and three on that side. Its posts and its arches were the same as the measure of the first gate. Its length was 50 cubits and the width 25 cubits. Its windows, its arches and its palm trees were the same as the measure of the gate which faces toward the east. They went up to it by seven steps and its arches were before them. There was a gate to the inner court facing the other gate on the north and on the east. He measured one hundred cubits from gate to gate. He led me toward the south and behold There was a gate toward the south. He measured its posts and its arches according to these measurements. There were windows in it and in its arches all around, like those windows. The length was fifty cubits and the width twenty five cubits. There were seven steps to go up to it, and its arches were before them. It had palm trees one on this side, and another on that side, on its posts. There was a gate to the inner court toward the south. He measured one hundred cubits from gate to gate toward the south. Then he brought me to the inner court by the south gate, and he measured the south gate according to these measurements, with its lodges, its posts, and its arches, according to these measurements. There were windows in it and in its arches all around. It was fifty cubits long and twenty-five cubits wide. There were arches all around, twenty-five cubits long and five cubits wide. Its arches were toward the outer court, and palm trees were on its posts, and the ascent to it had eight steps. He brought me into the inner court toward the east, and he measured the gate according to these measurements with its lodges, its posts, and its arches according to these measurements. There were windows in it and in its arches all around. It was fifty cubits long and twenty-five cubits wide. Its arches were toward the outer court. Palm trees were on its posts on this side and on that side, and the ascent to it had eight steps. Then he brought me to the north gate, and he measured it according to these measurements, its lodges, its posts, and its arches. There were windows in it all around. The length was 50 cubits, and the width 25 cubits. Its posts were toward the outer court, and palm trees were on its posts on this side and on that side. The ascent to it had eight steps. A room with its door was by the posts at the gates. They washed the burnt offering there. In the porch of the gate were two tables on this side and two tables on that side, on which to slaughter the burnt offering, the sin offering and the trespass offering. On the one side, outside, as one goes up to the entry of the gate toward the north, were two tables and on the other side, which belonged to the porch of the gate, were two tables. Four tables were on this side, and four tables on that side. By the side of the gate, eight tables, on which they slaughtered the sacrifices. There were four tables for the burnt offering, of cut stone, a cubit and a half long, and a cubit and a half wide, and one cubit high. They laid the instruments with which they slaughtered the burnt offering and the sacrifice on them. The hooks, a hand width long, were fastened within all around, and on the tables was the meat of the offering. Outside of the inner gate were rooms for the singers in the inner court, which was at the side of the north gate. They faced toward the south one at the side of the east gate faced toward the north. He said to me, This room which faces toward the south is for the koanim, the keepers of the duty of the house. The room which faces toward the north is for the koanim, the keepers of the duty of the altar. These are the sons of Tzadok, who from among the sons of Levi come near to the Lord to minister to him. He measured the court one hundred cubits long and one hundred cubits wide, square. The altar was before the house. Then he brought me to the porch of the house and measured each post of the porch, five cubits on this side and five cubits on that side. The width of the gate was three cubits on this side and three cubits on that side. The length of the porch was twenty cubits, and a width 11 cubits, even by the steps by which they went up to it. There were pillars by the posts, one on this side, and another on that side. That was Ezekiel, or Jeheitzkel, chapter 40. Now we have our portion from the writings, and we will be reading from First Chronicles, or Divrei Hayamim Aleph, Chapter 19. After this, Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, died, and his son reigned in his place. David said, I will show kindness to Hanun, the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon to Hanun to comfort him. But the princes of the children of Ammon said to Hanun, Do you think that David honors your father in that he has sent comforters to you? Have not his servants come to you to search, to overthrow, and to spy out the land? So Hanun took David's servants, shaved them, and cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks and sent them away. Then some people went and told David how the men were treated. And he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly humiliated. And the king said, Stay at Jericho until your beards have grown and then return. When the children of Ammon saw that they had made themselves odious to David, Hanun and the children of Ammon sent 1,000 talents of silver to hire chariots and horsemen out of Mesopotamia, out of Aram, Ma'aka, and out of Zoba. So they hired for themselves 32,000 chariots and the king of Ma'aka with his people, who came and camped near Medeva. And the children of Ammon gathered themselves together from their cities and came to battle. When David heard of it, he sent Joab with all the army of the mighty men. The children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array at the gate of the city, and the kings who had come were by themselves in the field. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, he chose some of all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he committed into the hand of Avishai his brother. And they put themselves in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you are to help me. But if the children of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will help you. Be courageous and let's be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. May the Lord do that which seems good to him. So Joab and the people who were with him came near to the front of the Syrians to the battle, and they fled before him. When the children of Ammon saw that the Syrians had fled, they likewise fled before Avishai his brother and entered into the city. Then Joab came to Yoshalaim. When the Syrians saw that they were defeated by Israel, they sent messengers and called out the Syrians, who were beyond the river, with Shobhach, the captain of the army of Hadadezer, leading them. And when it was told to David, he gathered all Israel together, passed over the Yarden, came to them, and set the battle in array against them. So when David had put the battle in array against the Syrians, they fought with him. The Syrians fled before Israel, and David killed of the Syrian men seven thousand chariots and forty thousand footmen, and also killed Shopach, the captain of the army. When the servants of Hadadezer saw that they were defeated by Israel, they made peace with David and served him. And the Syrians would not help the children of Ammon any more. That was first chronicles chapter 19 and now our final portion for today from the apostolic writings we will be reading first Timothy chapter 3 this is a trustworthy saying if a man seeks to be an overseer he desires a noble task the overseer therefore must be without reproach The husband of one wife, temperate, sensible, modest, hospitable, good at teaching, not a drinker, not violent, nor greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having children in subjection with all reverence. But how could someone who does not know how to rule one's own house, take care of the assembly of God. Not a new convert, lest being puffed up, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have good testimony from those who are outside to avoid falling into reproach and the snare of the devil. Servants, leaders, likewise must be reverent, not double-tongued, nor addicted to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. But let them also first be tested, then let them serve as servant-leaders, if they are blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, faithful in all things. Let servant-leaders be husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For those who have served well as servant-leaders gain for themselves a good standing and great confidence in the faith which is in Messiah Yeshua. These things I write to you, hoping to come to you shortly, but if I wait long, that you may know how men ought to behave themselves in the house of God, which is the assembly of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, the mystery of godliness is great. God was revealed in the flesh, justified in the Ruach, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, received up in glory. That was 1 Timothy chapter 3, and that concludes our reading of scriptures for today. However, if you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you would also read today from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 1 through 30. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray you have a Shavuotov, a blessed new week with the Lord and with His Word. Shalom from Israel until next time.